The best way to appreciate your job is to imagine yourself without one. Oscar Wilde. I love it. It's hey, good. welcome to our funny jobs episode where we're just going to, you know, tell some funny job stories and, you know, tie it into a, an important principle we talked about in the last episode. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Well, we're working on it. Ah, uh, working? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Brian. Hey, this is episode 32. 32. Wow, we've been doing this for 32 episodes. I thought something better would come. I thought something better would come, and it did not. Uh, well, what is the, what's the quote by Steve Martin where he's like, oh, some people have a way with words, and other people have not way. So I've never had a bad job experience. All my jobs have been good. I've never experienced I, that. That's not true. Oh, that's not true. You you had a you had a t ball or a little league. Yeah, somebody convinced me in, in high school. Well, one, I needed the money and the pay was pretty good. Uh, they could they convinced me that as a non athlete, I should judge athletes <laughs> at their games. I have the body of a reader, so this is a. This, this is an odd thing. So, yeah, so I umpired Little League Baseball, and when it was coach pitch and machine pitch, I did just fine. Mm-hmm. But then I got into regular pitch. Calling balls and strikes. Calling balls and strikes. And the minute that I had to buy the the armor that did not protect me from the shouts of the parents, um, it, it, it radically changed. Um, I did not like being yelled at. I, I I did not like that at all. Yeah, I was also like seventeen. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, for a seventeen-year-old to be calling little league baseball and having to deal with parents and coaches and yeah, oof. I, I my brother was good at it. My brother's the athlete. He's the one who has it. His self-confidence is amazing. But in high school, I was you know completely unsure of myself already and. Now I'm determining these children's fates in this athletic league yeah. and having to be confident. Uh, nope, not for me. I learned very quickly. I did not like being yelled at by people who, mm. you know, didn't yeah. know me. I I umpired baseball um, one summer, like you to make a little extra cash. It, yeah. I was in college, and I I had a mom follow me to my car, yelling at me. Because I had called her son out to end the game. He slid in home plate, and he was out, I think. And Ooh. she was very mad. But I also had a great moment that uh, was worth the whole season because it was so funny. Mm-hmm. So it, the first half of the season was machine pitch, and mm-hmm. then the second half was kid pitch. And in the, in the machine pitch, we had – there's different kinds of machines, but we had the two spinning wheels. Yep. And you drop the ball in between down this little tube. About the size, just barely, it looks like a tennis can almost. Tennis yeah. ball, and you drop it and it goes down the tube, shoots out across the plate. Well, a kid had made the third out. He had popped out and had gone, uh, went to get his bat and was heading back to the dugout, but popped up to the shortstop. Shortstop caught it. And this kid was uh, real athletic, made several outs, and pretty confident himself so without handing it to me nicely he just tossed it to me kind of underhand while he was running back and it went over my head 
and I turned to see where it was going, and it went directly into the tube. <gasps> Meanwhile, the chubby kid who just got out <gasps> is walking across home plate, and it's just like all unfolding in slow motion, <laughs> and it shoots out and goes, <laughs> and hits him right in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the chances of that happening are just nothing. Oh, that's delightful. uh, But if you enjoy youth sports, you should be thankful for umpires. Because without them, you would not have youth sports. That's right. My grandfather, actually, there's a referee hall of fame. I don't know if you know this. I did not. My grandfather umpired uh, softball, basketball, and uh, football for colleges. Wow. And he's in the referee hall of fame. Um, he uh, has some of the most amazing stories. Uh, he and my uncle uh, ended up having to ref, I think, three games, three basketball games, back to back to back to back, and they were college, and they ended up kicking out one of the coaches, and they kept having to stop the game because he would not leave. Oh, no. He just kept coming into the stands and trying oh, to sneak my. in and do stuff, and it was, it was all kinds of fun. So Wow. Wow. And I think basketball, of all of those, is the most difficult because the play never stops. Okay, like it's yeah. always ongoing. And I thought I would be great at it because I, w- I liked basketball. Right. And I ref the game. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm running up and down the court blowing the whistle on accident mm-hmm. as I breathe loudly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the call, man? But, What's the call? Uh, but it, uh, I'm tired. Like <laughs> That's you, the call. At, even with football, you know, it's, like, only, like, a three-second play. And right. then you're paused yeah. to kind of sort it out. And basketball just never quits. And so yeah, there never, was a I lot of pressure of that. in that. But Hey, if you're an umpire or a ref, uh, bless you. And remember, your job is sacred. And if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the last episode. But every job, can you can use that to honor God. Yeah, so. especially if you're dressed up in a chicken costume. Oh, and the Ooh. chicken costume story. Yeah, we got it. Go ahead. Shout out to my friend, Paul Brock. Hi, Paul Brock. Great college buddy. Uh, big guy, fun guy. Spent an entire summer in Minnesota um, in Minnesota. a chicken costume. <laughs> waving people into the chicken restaurant because <laughs> we got you know we like get back in like august or september to the dorms you know, right like, what'd you do this summer what'd you do this summer what'd you do this summer what'd you do paul uh, i was in a chicken costume all for three months <laughs> <laughs> i uh, okay was he okay um that's got to smell bad at a it, certain point oh those mascot costumes oh just brutal because you can't wash it or the right. whole thing usually just falls apart you can maybe spray that stuff in that you spray into bowling shoes i don't know (laughs) oh gosh oh gosh what does your chicken smell like feet but hey if you are one of those people waving signs in to get their taxes done or to buy chicken your job is sacred hey a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig and you got to start somewhere Oh yeah, and you got to make money. Uh, it reminds me of my college professor. He had a, he had really good advice for for work and jobs, and it was uh, find out what you love to do, try to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Number two, find out what you're good at, try to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, shut up and get a job, you lazy bum. <laughs> I like that order. That to me, that's an yeah. encouraging order. Yeah, I think most of us fall into the third or second category. Yeah, before we get to the first. Yes. So if you have a job that you're just good at. Hey, you have a job, mm-hmm. and if you have a job that you're not good at, but you got to make money, make money. Yeah, you know. Have it. you ever been fired? Have you ever been fired? No, I have not. Nice. I was. Why? What? What did they do? <laughs> what injustice was done? Oh, let me tell you how I was mistreated by the man. 
<laughs> I didn't do my job. Uh, that's. <laughs> I no, can't believe yeah. they would fire you for not doing your job. It's it's weird, right? Like they just didn't get me. <laughs> and my work ethic and like how I did things. No, I I worked I worked in the cap uh, I worked in the kitchen um, in college as a work study. And I had a list of things I had to do, and uh, one night I said, ah, they don't really check, so I just didn't do them. <laughs> and then I got called in the next day, and I was like, you didn't do it. You're fired. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. I just I went, okay. Uh, I applied for another work-study position, got it, and kept it for the next three and a half years. Wow. Because I, I, I liked what I was doing. I just worked in the kitchen because, you know, I, I needed a job. Did the departments not talk to each other? How'd you no. get the next job? <laughs> no, I, um, I, I was requested by the professor. Oh, okay, because okay. We, we had we had a good rapport, and um, yeah, the for thing some is, some reason he yeah. liked me. Yeah, sometimes you just need to get a tough job and stick with it. Yeah, and realize that it may not be your dream job, but it's what you've got to do right now. And yep. it may be when you're young, or it may be when you're older in a second season, and you just got to do it to to put you know clothes on your kid's back yep. and to get through. Uh, one of my toughest jobs was baling hay with some farmer friends for Yeehaw. a summer. Oh, let me tell you, like when it's 100 degrees outside mm -hmm. and you're in the back of a truck and you got to wear jeans yep. and stuff to protect your legs. And uh, that's rough. Mm. Then when you get into the barn and it's twice as hot and the dust and stuff is kind of everywhere and you're loading. But we would get paid by the bale of hay. So like, oh, okay. which was good because then we were kind of busting it. Like yeah. we were, you don't want to go slow or you don't get paid anything. Right. Um, but those jobs are great for you too. And I hope everybody has a couple jobs that are just tough, whether they're tough physically or mentally yeah. or whatever. It's good for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, as my wife and I are talking about, okay, where do we want our daughters to work whenever they get old enough? There are certain jobs where we're like, no, we don't, we don't want them to go there. Mm -hmm. Not because it's beneath them, but like, you know, safety wise. And it's like, mm, well, we, we want to try to get something that may have a little bit more life application and, th and things like that. But my, my first actual job, what, wait, hold on. What was your first real job? Like you, you, Brian Jennings, it was your name on the, the pay stub and that, that money went directly to you. What was that first job that you had? Yeah, um, that would have been working at College Press Publishing Company. Oh. Um, now, I wasn't publishing books. I was sitting around this giant table, this round table that would spin in a circle, and I would pick up little flyers and stuff them into an envelope. And there were there were like weeks at a time where the only flyers I was picking up were precious moments figurines. Oh gosh. Where they were they hired College Press to send out like oh, their gosh. mailers. Yep. So I would pick up like nine different little precious moments pictures. Yeah. You realize they're all the same. My grandmother uh, collected precious moment yeah, figurines. But like their eyes and they all have the little teardrop. Yep. And she probably got one of your letters. Angelic, she probably did. Wow. And she probably noticed how well it was probably stuff. Yeah, the for the glory of the Lord, stuff. he folded yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first real job was as a car hop at Sonic. Oh. And I wore the skates because I wanted the extra <gasps> 25 cents an hour. You got paid extra to wear the skates? 25 cents an hour. Wow. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so one winter, um, some individual customer, we'll say customer, that's the nice thing mm -hmm. to say. Uh, a customer rolled up and said, I would like five large chocolate milkshakes. Uh-oh. 
and I was like, cool, no problem. So we're making the milkshakes. We get it. I got my skates on. I go out. Um, apparently, there was a small patch of ice that I did not see, and I slipped on it backwards and caught myself, and I did not fall. <gasps> I was really proud in that moment until I leaned forward, hit another patch of ice, and face-planted <laughs> into all the chocolate shakes went all over oh, me, face down. Man. And I stood up, and the guy in the truck who was getting it was looking at me with this face of, oh, no, mm. I want different ones now. <laughs> Go back. It was so wow. I went in, got all clean, <laughs> and so uh, wow. tip 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 your car hops, people. Wow, I had a fun job um, because I I loved doing video editing when I was in high school mm -hmm. and college, and I had a friend who hired me who did it for a living, which was super cool of him to do that. Yeah, so he would take me uh, along with him when he was filming like a graduation or a wedding, something like that. But we got into a couple weird weddings where um, there was one wedding. Uh, it was a military guy, um, and he his bride was three and a half hours late to her own wedding. Three and a half what? hours, and the wedding, no the, the, seriously seriously three and a half hours. And wow. what made it worse? It was super hot. And the wedding was in this tiny little wedding chapel. I think it's in like Grove, Oklahoma. It's like this kind of throwback town to like the 1700s. That's I'm not, not sure. a real place. <laughs> it's, it's a real place. It's got a lot, like a little schoolhouse, a little chapel. Yeah. And so we're in this little chapel that seats like 20. No air conditioning. Oof. Uh, they're, they're opening windows. People are going outside, standing under the trees. They're like, what is taking her so long? Well, the hair, something went wrong, blah, 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 blah. And uh, anyway... She finally got there. They did the wedding, and that was like the one wedding that my friend did not demand payment up front, and they stiffed him. And so what? that was a bad deal. He still paid me because he was an awesome guy. Oh, so, that's good. But uh, but nice. we yeah we ended up and then there were some nice weddings, and then there was a wedding with like some people who were uh, stoned actually. Oh and, wow! And we had those really cool boom mics, so we could hear mm -hmm. things from a long ways away. Yep. And like the whole time, the guys like. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no way! Yeah, and uh, you you got all that audio? Uh, we got the audio. Oh, that's amazing! I don't think we included it on their wedding nice. tape. I'm not sure their wedding tape really mattered gotcha. too much, but um. Okay, I got I got uh, this. This might be a work story. I made money. I made about a hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, okay. Um, had had some friends in um. Actually, this might be an incriminating story. I don't know if I can tell it now, actually. Um, my, I, I had a teacher who told us a story of something he did, and I thought, I'm going to do that one day. So I did. I, had, um, I was a senior in high school, and I had some older friends in college who needed a designated driver. And so uh -huh. I was the designated driver. Okay. And remembering a teacher's story, these guys came out completely. They, they, they were drunk and had no idea what was happening. Um, so I was taking them each to their home, and following my teacher's advice, I drove around for about 10 minutes, and then I said, guys, I don't know what happened, but I'm out of gas. I need 20 bucks from everyone. <laughs> and without fail, they each gave me $20, these three guys, 20 bucks. I had $60. So I pull up to the gas station. I get out of the car. I take the nozzle out. I just stand there holding the nozzle by the car, 
not putting any gas in, and then, I, and then I put it back. I get in the car, drive around for another 10 minutes. Guys, I don't know what's going on. I'm out of gas again. I need, I need man, this is so bizarre. I got to I gotta take the car to the shop. Can I get 20 bucks from each of you? Because that'll be fine. And I did think I got $120, and then I took them home. Hey, there's some people, if you're listening, you uh, <laughs> you probably need to be waiting on Taylor's doorstep demanding back here. $40. Prob- probably, right? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I worked hard for that money. You That's did. Bad. You did. Wow. And most jobs, as we say, are sacred. They are. Most jobs. I, uh, that was not. That well, it, it might have been because I'm glad they it, weren't driving. It could have been, yes. It could have. It was almost sacred. Yes. That that job was it almost sick. Probably wasn't following a biblical ethic. Not at in that all. Moment. No, no, no. That was that was pre Christ yeah, yes. Taylor. Okay, okay. BC before so, Christ. So hey, whether you are bailing hay or umpiring or in a chicken costume or driving, or maybe you're Ubering and you're getting people home safely, your yeah. job is sacred. And I know that a lot of people in the church will make a distinction. Kind of like how we talked about in the last episode of sacred jobs are like ministry jobs. Yeah. Pastor, deacon, is deacon a job? Uh, maybe in some denomination. In some, okay. Yeah. That if you're in vocational ministry, mm-hmm. that somehow that's better, yeah, or more holy than those who are in the school system or who work for the city or have their own law firm. Uh, but but we we look at that and we we reject that notion. All work is sacred. All all vocation. Most vocations, yes, we should say, are yes. sacred. And the question is, what will you do with it? So yeah. honor the Lord with your job yeah. and your work, yeah. even if you're not getting paid for it. I'm not sure where to go from here. Is that, is that, is that the end of the episode? Yeah, that's all I got. That's all, that's all you got? Hold on. There's a, I, have, I have another funny quote. Here we go. No man goes before his time unless the boss leaves early. <laughs> Groucho Marx. <laughs> that is good. There you go. There you hey, go. we have some great episodes coming up, some interviews we're going to be doing with people that are just doing incredible work that you won't want to miss. So make sure and join in next time. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for being with us. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this has been a fun episode of the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth and some fun in the noise.